Coming up, part two of the annual NBA Over-Unders extravaganza with Rosillo and House. Let's do it next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Make this summer the best one yet. Invest in a Simply Safe home security system. I have one. I love it. It's a great way to protect your home when you're not there. Um, you need one, especially during the summer. You know what burglars know? People go away during the summer. That's what happens. So when you're away, you want to make sure your place is protected. You want to make sure that you potentially have little camera things you can watch on your phone to see what, what's happening at your house, at your front door, inside. You deserve some peace of mind. Get it today with Simply Safe. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you missed part one of the Big Over Unders podcast with Brasillo and House, it is already up. This is part two. We're doing the Pacific in the Western Conference and the Central in the Eastern Conference. Here we go. Pearl Jam, one more time. <laughs> All right, we did uh, the first two divisions in the West, and we saved the Mac Daddy one. An impossible over-under division for last with the Pacific, where Phoenix has the highest over-under, 52 and a half. They're plus 130 to win the division. They're plus 550 for the title. They're plus 230 for the one seed. They were 45 and 37 last year. Before we get into the under-over, or House, how many more KD years are we getting? Like the real badass KD years. He's 35 years old, 986 regular season games, 166 playoff games. He's played 43,000 minutes. Got hurt in 2019, missed all of 2020, missed 37 games in 21, 27 games in 22, missed 35 last year. And now he's 35 years old. He was in the 2007 draft. Elite KD. Over, under, year and a half, under? What do you mean by years? Because what we're really talking about is can he be healthy in the playoffs? That, that to me, is the only question that matters. I don't care whether he plays 40 games in the regular season. You want him to be healthy and able to score in the playoffs, which obviously is going to impact my assessment of the Phoenix Suns. Well, fortune it sounds like maybe year. you don't like the 52 and a half as much. What are your thoughts, Rosillo? Yeah, it's all about Durant. I'm going to take the under, and I like him. You know, I feel like the weird thing is Phoenix has been kind of forgotten already, maybe because we didn't know how Beal fit in. But then when you looked at the price for Beal, you were like, why wouldn't you just do it? Uh, the eight and stuff, you know, I just think it was a frustrating fit. But when you look yeah. at the assets coming back for him, you're like, You mean dominating? Dominating. Because I think Nurkic sucks. 
Me too. Yeah, I, right. you, you, want, we, you want real estate on my island? Is that a unique island? Is, is it a small? I it's not a small shit island. from the Phoenix area. That I'm I just surprised Nerd, that our people. Our guy like mad at me. Do they watch him? He doesn't play. Also, he doesn't play. Like gets hurt every year. What's, what's Phoenix going to be mad about? They haven't They're seen like, him oh, play. His passing and screening is so much better. It's like he doesn't play. His passing and screening. There was the a bench? time where I actually thought like he brought something to the table, and he's a pretty talented guy. But I mean, he's he doesn't play enough, and I think when he's played defensively, he's been more exposed as as his career has gone on. So well, even, he's going to be exposed this year. Well, I, I mean, even even if I understand them moving on from Aiton, you know, which makes me question between the Aiden stuff and Kai Jones, like, is the Bahamas the basketball pipeline we thought it was? <laughs> so that's something we can table for later in the season. But I I still think they're going to be really good. And if they're healthy, I think they're really, really like, this isn't a write them off thing. I just don't know how you, you bank on, I mean, even Booker gets dinged up a little bit now and then. Yeah. And I love the guy. So um, and Beal's not afraid to miss a few games. Yeah, well, I feel about Beal's durability house. 90 games in two years. Yeah. 90 out of 160. Is that a yeah, there's, there's durability questions I have with this team. I do like if they're just going to play Duran at the five and, in, in, you know, in certain games where they need him and play Gordon as a starter. I think defensively I have real questions about this team. And if your answer is, well, they're just going to outscore anybody, the defense doesn't matter, that's fine. But... I really don't trust KD playing more than like 60 games. We just haven't seen it. If he did it, it would be the first time it happened, you know, since the late 2010s. And I really feel like they're going to need him to be a mid-50s win team. They're going to need his defense. Um, they're going to need rebounding from him. They're going to need his point-forward stuff. And he's going to have a really big burden. I think him and Booker, there's no point guard on this team. Bradley Beal's not a point guard. You already saw that house. He's fine. Yeah, but, but they're the going to no. run the offense through Durant no, and Booker. But then right. on the other side, Durant, they're going to need Durant to get 10 rebounds a game. They're going to need Durant to be able to guard. Who's guarding like Jason Tatum on this team? I, I honestly don't understand. Who's guarding Luka on this team? Well, so, Booker's guarding Luka. Booker. Like, okay. Booker guts, you know, everybody other than, you know. Luke Who's chasing Dort. Steph Curry around screens on this team? I guess you use one of the bench guys, but. I, listen, there's. It's your thing. You've been saying this forever. There's regular season teams, and then what? Are, where are you in the playoffs? And to me, this is a classic. I don't care about the regular season with this team. I don't think they care about it. They want to be where they are in the playoffs. And 53 is a lot of wins. Like you, that is it's a lot of wins. You need like eight, 10, 12 game winning streaks to get to 53. And they're competing against teams like even a team like the Celtics. Tatum is durable as shit. He doesn't miss games. Ooh, a little Jaylen teaser. Brown, little teaser for the well, over. Those guys don't miss games. If you're going to say Porzingis is not not durable, I'm with you. It's two completely different things. I really like Phoenix. I like I'm in on it. I, I think there's a version of this with Vogel where it's not Monty Williams figuring out your rotation while you're losing in the second yeah. round of the Denver Nuggets, and you're like, "Hey, man, do you have any idea what your sub pattern is here? It's mm. the second round, so I don't you think mean Monty Williams, the highest paid coach in the league." I can't believe it. Moving on. Plus uh, 550 for the title? Intrigued at all? Yeah, I, like, I like it. I like it. But I, there's also, this is, like, I've come to the conclusion, I think, in the last two years, like, I'm probably as pro-Booker as anybody. Yeah. Like, I just go, there's a, there's a motherfucker in him yeah. that's beyond some of the other guys that I hear that are supposedly ranked higher than him in the NBA rank stuff that we see. And a lot of the NBA rank stuff is, is very similar 
And yeah, the, the one is like, I'd rather have Booker than Tatum. I'd rather have Booker than Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I think there've been some moments here in the playoffs when he is like, fuck this, I'm going for it, that I don't see in other guys that are considered better than him. Um, and look, I mean, reasonable people can disagree about it. So because of that part and hoping that Durant, like, hey man, this might be your last real shot at this, to get that ring that it would mean a lot. Like he can pretend it's not gonna mean, but like a ring post Golden State for him, yeah, would mean a I lot. Think that's why he wanted to get traded to Phoenix. Yeah, but I'll I'll be honest. Like I, even though the raw numbers are there, and he and Booker like went crazy in two of those games, there's some stuff with the way Durant was playing, where it was like, dude, you're just getting yourself into these impossible shots, and like a few go in, but this yeah. isn't. I hope this isn't what you plan on doing here offensively the whole time, and I don't think Vogel will let that happen. Well, that was why I said last year at some point how I thought if you just flipped. If you gave them Beal for that series against Denver, you just put him in the Landry Shamit spot for five, six games, or however long the series was, I still think Denver six beats games. them. I do. I, I don't think Beal would have swung it because they couldn't stop Denver. Beal wasn't, Beal wasn't changing that. So from a defensive standpoint, the team they have built, I still think Denver is going to be able to do whatever they want offensively against them. Maybe they won't see them in the playoffs. Who knows? But I just think this will be, who like Jokic against this team? It's going to fucking annoy Well, everybody them. wants to tell you, like, Nurkic gets up for it. It's like five years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he had also had a major leg injury, too, that, yeah. I, that uh, people gloss over. House, if I told you Booker was 22 to 1 to win the title, or, I'm sorry, to win the MVP, if you did that bet with the over, that makes sense to me. Because if they go over this 52 and a half, that tells me Booker had a spectacular season, that he became, like, one of the guys in the league. Which I still think I'm with Rusillo as a playoff guy. I love him, but he hasn't been that in the regular season. There's really no point. We spent. He flirted with it though. Didn't we have a top five vote for him? Yeah, two yeah, years we ago. Did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. So, yeah. but not. he was never like, is, could Booker win the MVP? I don't. We, well, maybe we talked about <laughs> there that. There like was one December. year where I think there was 12 different guys. Yeah, that were winning each it. Sunday. Yeah, it was, it was somebody just new. ridiculous, yeah. and he was at least in that mix. But go ahead, Cal. All we, all, all we were saying is, you know, we just spent eight minutes talking about Phoenix and the entirety of the conversation is about their playoff fortunes and how they compete, you know, yeah. how they're going to line up against Denver. This is not a team that's built for regular season success. It doesn't make any sense. So it's an under. It's an easy under. It might be one of my locks when we get to it. Is their great offense going to be better than everyone else's anything? Because you could say last year, why did Denver win the title? Well, the Jokic-Murray thing was the best thing anybody had, but they also got stops. Each playoff game, they were able to summon some sort of stop. They were never out of games. Nobody ever blew them out. Even that one Minnesota game, they were down by 10-12 near the end. They clawed back. Like They were just always hanging around because they were so efficient. So if that's the case for Phoenix, that their offense is going to be so good, especially with Beal, that they're just going to always be hanging around these games and they, they could always rip off 10. Uh I just don't think they're in the class of Denver. I don't, I don't see it. Um, it's an under for me. What is it for you, Rosilla? Under. Okay. Um, one last Phoenix question really quick. If you got Ishbia, put like eight tequila shots in him and some truth serum. And you're like, dude, like, you know, looking back, maybe, maybe shot your wad pretty faster in the Durant trade. Maybe you could have waited, kept Bridges, maybe got Dame for like 60% what he gave up for Durant. You know, Bridges and Dame. Maybe that would have been a better path. What do you think? What do you think he would say after eight tequila shots and true serum? They should have bought the Cardinals 
<laughs> I I think he wouldn't waver one bit. You have to recall the circumstances under which he took over the ownership. The previous yeah. one was disgraced exit. He had to rebuild the brand in Phoenix. The 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 Phoenix area loathed Sarver at the end of it. Yeah. And what you need as the new guy coming in is the bright flash. It's Kevin Epping Durant. Like yeah. Dame's nice. It's Kevin Epping Durant. Okay. So that's that's the. So answer. you think he would? What I do you think, Priscilla? Uh, I think that you don't think he'd be like maybe maybe I did get a little excited there. Well, the thing that was crazy about the trade is that he kind of wasn't bidding against anybody. Yeah. Because remember, Durant had the audacity on top of everything else to be like, and I want out, and I don't want there to be any sort of competition for my services. It's such a good point. He was bidding against the Sarver legacy. Yeah. He's bidding against... I, I think it's really hard, especially when you're an owner. I mean, any owner would be like, hey, we get Durant. Like, think about the teams that we're trying to jockey for. Yeah. Boston was trying to jockey for it before the season. Toronto, although people tell you, like, Toronto actually doesn't want to do anything. They just want to draft. <laughs> and then... Masai's <laughs> like, we won the title. I'm good. <laughs> we won the title. and like, having a good time. I'm here. actually not going to trade any of these guys and then yeah. I'll let them leave in free agency. Uh, I think eight tequilas would get you a little closer to the truth. That it's like, man, I kind of did give up a lot. Man. There for he just got super excited. He was just sitting there. But I also ground. like, you know, if you're owning a team and it's like you want Durant, you have Durant tonight. Listen, game three and game four in that Denver series, it seemed like the best trade possible. Watching those two guys together. You don't like that question, House. Which question? The question about Durant. Okay, do you think or that the question tequila? The tequila. Do you think the tequila question is better or worse than when Sean Hayes and Smartless asked Bill? why he didn't play professional sports and covered it instead. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Sean Hayes is a good guy. Come on. No okay, bullets for but, Sean Hayes. But well, I should have. Maybe there was, he's right. Maybe it, I should have just played, been a professional athlete. If you had answered that harder. seriously and said, you know, looking back. I, I should have played in the NBA. I didn't quite understand <laughs> what it took. The fact that nobody said a sound and you answered it straight. Yeah. That if I could have had a camera on me in my car <laughs> listening to that question, because it was just sort of out of nowhere, like, how come you didn't play professionally? And you, you said, No, the move is I should have made up some sort of thing. Like, well, I was, you know, I was one of the best male gymnasts in Massachusetts. Yeah. Until yeah, I was yeah. nine. And then uh, I was just, you know, it was my body was bad. Because I was waiting for everybody to then pile on. Right. And yeah. it was, it was so absurd. It might have been edited. No one said anything. Los Angeles Lakers, 46 and a half. <laughs> Why didn't you play for the Lakers? They're close. I should have. All right. 46 and a half plus 370 for the division. A wager I may have already made. Plus 750 for the conference. 13-1 for the title. Plus 850 for the one seed. They were 43 and 39 last year. And that was after they started, what, 1 and 10? And had the most dysfunctional October, November possible. It, it, this kills me. <laughs> you like them. You think they're good and I you like really them. Liked, I really like them. Is this the most you've liked them? And I I really like the team. I like what they did. I, I like the assets. The team makes sense to me. I think they can survive LeBron disappearing for 15 games and they'd be okay. I think they have a lot of trade assets. House, they... They can, they have the Russell contract, Max Christie and Hood Shafino. They have two firsts. 
Yeah, they're first. They, they can, kept that first. Castleton. That was the super thing. frisky in December, January. And uh, I just think this team's going to be really good. I thought they were good last year. I thought they were the second best team in the league by the end of the season. And if you're going to tell me LeBron James, this is year 21 and this is now too unrealistic, I think it's actually pretty realistic that he can be still a top 30 guy in the league and they use him as a DH anyway. I thought they relied on him too much last year in the playoffs, but to me, it's I don't like think they had a choice. I would have done more Reeves. I really felt like Reeves was cooking in yeah. that series. Maybe this year Reeves gets more, but yeah. I'm way over. What are you, Rosillo? I'm over. I like this team a lot and I'm honestly pretty, pretty blown away. Like when you think about the job a front office can do yeah, to figure this out on a fly, you know, and then always like, you better hope you don't get what you want. Because think how different it would be without the depth and having Kyrie. And it's like, cool, you got Kyrie. And you and don't know neither pick. Make. They would have lost right. both picks. Yeah, so um, it really comes down to this. Like, if Anthony Davis is going to play like playoff Anthony Davis, where I couldn't, I mean, I had, like, I like it was a PSA. I watched him in that Memphis regular season game. Yeah. And I went, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. Every time he falls down, I think he's done. It's going to happen with Zion in, like, January. Maybe. But the then as soon as I did podcast. it, right. But as soon as I did it, like, it's almost like he had to keep falling down and build up the scar tissue to it. And it yeah. was like, so then when he fell down again, people weren't joking like seven to 10 days. Yeah. Like they would do at a scores table every time he fell down. So, uh, if, if Anthony Davis is, is close to being right and he was real right in the playoffs, like that's the whole point. That's the reason why we freak out about this guy. When a real conversation was happening, it's like, would you just be better off trading him? And the problem is, is like, if you want to trade him, that means that he's been hurt so much that you need to figure out something else. And that means his mark. So like the best version of this, a lot of times is the patience. And, uh, I like him. I like the team. I like the depth. I mean, look, I'm not going to like D'Angelo Russell. Everybody knows that, but I don't think he's on the team in February. Well, that contract reeks of like, yeah, I think I they I'm made an agreement. I think they yeah. wink winked it with them and like, Hey, we're going to pay you extra and you might not be on the team February house. Anthony Davis turns 31 in March. He's made four all NBA teams. None since 2020. It's never even been top two in the MVP. And yet he is considered to be one of the league's best players. Is that justified? Absolutely. Positively, yes. Okay. What he did in delivering that team to the playoffs last year and, and putting them in a position to get swept by Denver, but those were by far the most competitive games of the entire NBA finals. So the entire NBA playoffs was yeah. the Lakers and Nuggets. Those were the best games. They were the most competitive games. And there's a physicality they still have that yes. they had last year that yes. is going to be a real problem for a lot of these teams. Like yeah. when they play Phoenix, that's going to be a fa If they're against Phoenix in a playoff series, that's going to be a fascinating matchup where on the one hand, a lot of offense. And on the other hand, the Lakers are just going to be a bit overpowered. I them. think they bully the Yeah, the F they out did of it them. to the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors had it's a the worst possible crisis. worst possible matchup for the Warriors. Yeah. Because you just knew like anytime anything with any momentum, even with LeBron towards the hoop, it was a good look. And if Davis wasn't scoring a ton, he was cleaning everything up. He was changing. It was, you know, it was kind of nice to see a big guy, you know, the Davis that we all fell in love with. The reason why, you know, this guy was that Bullying. important yeah. was that, hey, he's the big guy. Even though there's still some numbers with him, we were like, how come you don't shoot it the way you used to shoot it or whatever? Yeah. But uh, Well, they lucked out. They got the Reeves deal done for just the craziest possible contract. He had an awesome Team USA. You know, they, there's a Ginobili. I think kind of ceiling for him as a, a really, really crafty, creative offensive guard. Who's not afraid of the moment. Who seems like he gets better, whatever stage it's in, who's feisty, 
um, really, really, really special playoff player for where he came from, where he wasn't even drafted. I don't know. Rui Hachimura? I don't know. Like, they paid him. Do you trust it? All the feedback in the summer and the preseason was pretty good. You have to trust it. This I think is the thing. Like, all of these guys that they've acquired, they're going to be different players because of this situation with LeBron, with Anthony Davis. Like, you know, I, I was as skeptical <laughs> as anybody of, of, of Hachimura. I said, you know, good luck. But the situation was so radically different for him. It was a revelation, and and he he flourished. Like, he earned the money that they gave him. And he gave them, he kept that bully ball thing for them. Vincent's, like, perfect. Perfect. It was so funny when they signed him. Really, I was like, as somebody who hates the Lakers, I was like, oh, God damn it, really? They got that guy, too. Um, I think Rui is a little overrated because of the playoff games. Sure. He's yeah, still no under question. 30%. I don't trust three. him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's physically so much bigger. At times, you're like, God damn, is he big, you know? And then he'll, he'll hit a couple of turnarounds. Yeah. And, you know, he went off in a couple of the Memphis games. But for the most part, like, you look at the numbers, you're like, how much did you have to pay this guy again? So, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, with L.A., it's going to be easier for him. There's not as much of a burden. He's not a lottery pick that he's in Washington. But the fact that Washington could only get a second rounder for him, I think, speaks to, like, a lot of the people turn the page on. Drew. And there's only a couple team places for him to go. That's it's it. a deep team. I have no idea if Christian Wood's going to play one meaningful minute for them. Well, no, Anything he'll play. He'll play. He'll come in if he's with the second unit and he's going to make a bunch of shots and people are going to look at it was his a good, numbers. It was a good like, risk for them. Yeah, like absolutely. LeBron's one of the greatest basketball players of all time and you want to throw different people next to him that, you know, right. go and either I bet way. LeBron and like, in a hey. private moment after two months be like, don't fucking play this guy with me anymore. Right, and LeBron will be like, get that guy out of here and they'll get him out or he'll be like, I like this guy and they'll take, well, no. Um, that won't happen. He'll go, I don't want to, whenever you sub him in, Take me out. <laughs> LeBron sees him at the table and just starts walking to the bench. LeBron has 1,703 games. Playoffs, regular season combined. 66,000 minutes getting close to that. Awesome. It's not realistic anymore, so I'm not going to do the thing. It's it's become like Brady those last couple of years where you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm out. I'm out trying to figure out if this is the year when all of a sudden this isn't going to happen anymore. It's just, is he going to play 25 years? Maybe. Well, because it doesn't matter. Like, anybody going, well, he's going to slow down. Like, what do you want? You want your own TV show for that one? Like, great. But uh, he can still go to the basket. Right. He's impossible to defend a referee. He can get in the paint and do things. He's He can know, coast and get the smartest 30 guy still. in the league as a basketball player. Right. He can solve any issue. But he doesn't have to. Like, he almost figures out, okay, I'm going to go hard on the second sub in. In the first right. half, and I'm gonna try these the six half. minutes. Right, the, the third quarter when they put that sub in, that's when I'm gonna put my my gear in. Um, I love the over. This is gonna be one of my locks. I also really like the one seed bet for them plus eight fifty because I think this team has a chance to be in the mid fifties, and I I just like the value of it. Um, I'll just tell you that uh, I'll reveal in the part three whether I pick Celtics versus Lakers or Celtics Nuggets as my finals, but those are the three teams for me. And Milwaukee, probably four. I really like what they did. Palinka, um, you know, that dude almost got fired. 19, Magic completely threw him under the bus that one summer. LeBron was basically, you know, trying to force them to do all this stuff last year and give away every asset they had. And he kind of held the course. He made some really good trades. All right, Golden State. So we're all over on the Lakers? House, you're over? Over, definitely okay. over. Uh, over. Absolutely over. All right. Golden State, 47 and a half. 
plus 390 for the division. Last year, 44 and 38. No playoffs for them, plus 300, if you want to say this goes badly. Rasilla, your guys on this team now. Yeah. Year 19. Yep. You'll be shocked to know that after it seemed like a part gamble on Chris Paul and a part we got to get Jordan Poole out of here and we're getting an expiring contract for him and let's just move on trade that he's been in the building and everybody's been like, oh, wow, Chris Paul's pretty good. He's going to help us. <laughs> wow, this is going to be fun. Um, I was not shocked to hear that. No, but I definitely think long-term, like closing minutes, knowing that Chris Paul is not, he does not play this way, but I also think he's smart enough to go, okay, well, you got to figure it out. But if you think of him starting or closing, then it's like, well, which three guys like, how are you closing with those? Like, the I think there's the a real play four thing really worries me. Yeah. Because he doesn't rebound. So now you're, you're, it's not like you have a rim cleaning center anyway. And now you're going to have Clay who doesn't rebound. So what are you going to do? Steph, CP, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins? Like, you know, and Looney is so good now that you almost think he deserves to close. So then I think Looney's out. I think, and you have to tell Wiggins, you got to rebound, dude. We're going small. We're, we're emphasizing creativity and Wiggins. You have to, it's like in the finals, like he rebounded in the, in the playoffs in 2022. So he's going to have to do that against good teams. As much as I like my guy on a team that I've had a lot of fun with, uh, I just don't think they're going to prioritize the regular season at all. So I go under. I totally agree with Rosillo here. Okay. I am a big fat over. Oh, wow. Inside Intel? Nope. They won 44 games last year, and they were a fucking reality TV show. Their season started with Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face, and then so a you team think employee you're leaking removed. that. You're removed. I think last year was a season from hell in every respect. Makes me think Kerr is telling you that. No, I'm just. They were 44 and 38 last year. I need four more wins. Well, Chris Paul is going to be better for them than Jordan Poole. I also think. God damn! I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm kind of in on year three Kaminga. <laughs> I'm kind of in. I've been, I listen, been studying. You got a, a, a quarter, a quarter chortle. And a <laughs> <laughs> looks like those discovery properties where you're like, yeah, I'm looking at a place in Portugal, <laughs> like Kaminga Island. Like, yeah, yeah I just got There's this no road page electric. brochure <laughs> Kaminga Island. Taking a look. I'm going to fly down there to check it out. Moody, you're older. I'll tell you this. Always like Dario Saric on like a really smart, fun team. I, I thought that was a sneaky one. Clay in a contract year? They've gotten to 48 wins once in the last four seasons. It was the year that they went to the finals and won. Yes, this that's is, what happened. But they were 17th in defense last year. This is a last hurrah for this team. Okay. In the sense of, I don't, I don't know if Clay's going to be on this team next year. And Bob Myers and that that uh, ESPN did that countdown yesterday, and Woj was talking about how they're not negotiating the extension. And Bob Myers said something really interesting. He's basically like, "This is one of the reasons I didn't want that job anymore because you build relationships with these people, and then at some point you have to make tough decisions." If you read between the lines, you're like, "Wow, are you saying you don't think Clay's going to be in the Warriors next year?" Because that was how I interpreted it. I just, I think they're all in on this season. Forty-eight and thirty-four seems reasonable to me. And I think there's a Kaminga wildcard piece that I like. And I'm in on this team. So you're under, Rosillo? Yeah, I'm under. I just think they're going to pace themselves. And you're right. Like, last year was a weird disaster. They couldn't 
win on the road for like a team that you're like, hey, when they're good, they're still pretty good on certain nights. If they, they were hadn't deeply had the Lakers, unhappy. right? Um, the the road stuff, the defensive stuff on the road. Like, wait, are they actually going to be that bad? So I get your overlook with it, but I don't think they're going to care. I I think they are they with the Lakers are probably going to care the least, or maybe even Phoenix. I don't know. I just think to some of these these groups, I don't think anybody cares about seeding anymore. I just don't. What do you yeah, think? Else? It's an under for me okay. as well. And you know, I the thing I'm more concerned about is the injury risk. Like you, you know, the, a bunch of these guys ha- haven't played full seasons in a while. So the Curry piece of this, which we haven't really talked about, um, this is the most fun LeBron legacy buster team because Curry would get his fifth, Chris Paul would finally get a title. And then Steve Kerr, I think I have this right. This would be his 10th title if they won. 10 rings for him, which puts him in like this. It's like basically him and Phil Jackson. Um, well, does I Red just, have 10? Red you, had uh, he I has think to, Red 11? had nine. Okay. Well, but then he got the GM ones. I'm just saying player, I mean. co- player coach titles. Player coach. Okay. So not GM. So I'm just going to say this about Curry. That was a pretty embarrassing season for them last year. And then they get their ass kicked by LeBron. And whether, no, those guys are never going to admit it, but those guys are in a little, you know, these are the two defining players of this generation for better and worse. Um, I just don't see him being like, oh, yeah, well, we don't care about the way. I actually think they do care about kind of like reclaiming some turf here. And that's part of my case. I hope you're right. I just, I think. It's it's about the playoffs for them, you know. Like one of Clay or Steph or Chris Paul, one of these guys oh. is probably going down with something at some point. Forty four and thirty eight. How many games did Wiggins miss? I forgot to no, mention I know. that part. He missed what games. half the season. Thirty seven yeah. games. And I'd like Kamingo's up. I'm I'm in on this. They just got to play defense. If you also, tell me that they're they're committed to playing defense, if they're not going to be a league average defense, then I I might subscribe to your thing. But I don't think they're going to do that. Do you see them getting ambitious with a trade? If they if they feel close, January, February, that was another thing I was thinking with the over. Like, would they trade Kaminga or Moody? They have a bunch of picks. Um, they could get trading for Wiseman, maybe bring him back. Bring Wiseman uh, back. Unfortunately, like I don't blame them for trying to see if they had anything with any of these guys. But now, like, what do you think? Now it's shit, especially when you have all these other teams. Like, fuck it, take them, take all my picks. Take all my swaps. Take every young guy I have. Right, but who's who's the player that like I hate doing this on the fly because it's just I so just hard. say Siakam now for every fake trade. Mr. Siakam. Well, Siakam's a good one, except Toronto just be like, no, don't want to trade him. Uh I don't know who fits that profile because that's the part of the Chris Paul thing where it's like a get off pools money. I don't think they want to just do an expiring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot like the the D'Angelo Russell thing where that saved the salary slot knowing they were losing Durant for nothing. Right. And that flips into Wiggins and then the pick later on and all that stuff. So I don't know if the Chris Paul part of it's like, hey, the pool deal was way too much. We actually get to reset the deck here a bit once Chris Paul expires or if they go, you know what? This didn't really fit basketball-wise. Well, There's I think another- that was part of the trade, right? Yeah. If it gets to January, February and they're like, eh, he's right. Gone. Do you think the Clay extension turns into a little bit of a soap opera? Like Bob Myers was saying on the show last night, he's like, this guy's going to have a statue outside the Chase Center. So you just have to, when you're negotiating an extension with somebody, you just have to factor in that part. This guy is eternal for the Warriors. You can't fuck around with this. 
But if Quay's like, I want another three years at 40 million a piece, like, I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. That one's tough. Let's uh, take a break. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Right. Let's take a break. We'll go to Sacramento. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home could be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, I know I've said this a couple times already, but the single toughest team for me was the Sacramento Kings. I have flip-flopped on this 130 times. Their over-under is 44 and a half. They won 48 games last year and everybody's back. They added Vesenkov. They traded for Chris Duarte. Keegan Murray's a year older. The team's a year later and playing with Mike Brown and playing together. And all indications seems they're not going to drop five wins, but the West is so good. Uh, they've, been, they've been an under for some people. Minus 230 for the playoffs. Plus 180 for the no playoffs. I landed on Overhouse, but I flip-flopped on this 10 times, and they're probably it's probably going to come down in the final two games. I just think the conference is better. Not not breaking any ground with that. But we do this thing sometimes with the conferences where we talk about last year. It was like, well, they won all these games last year. And, you know, Phoenix was a mess most of the season. The Lakers started off super slow. The Warriors, you go through, you know, yeah. conference was a mess. This yeah. year, it's not going to be as much of a mess. So that would be the case. They're five wins less. 
I'm going to take them over as well yeah. because I case. think they're going to win 45 games. Yeah, they're going to be right there. <laughs> um, and I, I am not going to not light the beam. That's the thing. I yeah. can't not light the beam this upcoming season. They, they earned it. They are horrendous defensively. Yeah. And they are not going to improve. They, they haven't, their, their roster isn't built for it. Um, but I still love, uh, the offense and they have to have continued good injury luck. They, they didn't injury really luck have, was great last year. Yes. Yeah. A lot of guys miss. Yeah. So that's a key, a key element of it. Rosillo. I know how you keep pointing to like the West eventually became an absolute mess, but we can't just project best case scenario for like the 12 teams that we all think are good, but clearly right. Vegas when we're putting these numbers out. Like I was just dying laughing going, there's eight teams here within a game or two of each other. Yep. And it's all right around this 45, 46 number. I know they don't play defense. I know they had great health luck, but they're still young enough. I think they're going to be a motivated team yeah. throughout the year. I think Mike Brown did a really good job of kind of changing up what they would look like to even close games, which is hard for a guy who's kind of doing it for the first time. And even if it feels like Sabonis is a bit exposed now, like he had, he kind of had a playoff moment where you're like, wait, what's this? Now, granted, his his hand was like actually broken. His hand broken. was fucked up. Everybody's right. like, that's just falling off when you're right. I'm glad that. I'm glad you brought it yeah, up. Yeah, well, you brought it up too. Right. So I just, I think they're too young and it's too new for them to kind of coast. Yeah. So give me the over. And they have a great home crowd that's going to be treating every single home game like it's... Murray will be better. Yeah. They got Duarte, which I really liked. I like the over. I don't... I really did worry that they just got passed by a few teams. Because I, I agree with what you said. Like, every year there's weird, random stuff with conferences. But when you think, like, Phoenix and the Lakers are just going to be so much harder to play. You just take those two. And then the bottom of the conference is better, too. Because they've just... Houston, San Antonio, Utah, like all those teams are added talent. So could you could we uh go down a very quick subtangent? Yeah. I um like them for the in season tournament. We haven't really talked about that oh, yet. Okay. They're in a pod. The other teams in their pod. Oh, I was getting you excited about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm now I'm looking it up. And the point um that you guys just made about how important that that home court situation is. They're they are going to try in the regular season. That was yeah. their identity last year. That's not going to uh, diminish if they're healthy and they're trying. I like them in this, seventeen to one. I, I like them in this in season tournament. The in season they kind of stacked it where it's probably going to be most of the best teams. There might be one outlier, but you might get like a Orlando or somebody weird in there. But for the most part, it would be like seven of the eight best teams. Or six of the eight best teams. And who knows? But yeah, the odds on FanDuel for them, they're all like plus 950 or higher for any in-season team. What's interesting about what you said about the overrunners, Rosillo, when they came out, they made the West too high and they made the playoff. They had too many kind of yes playoff odds and it was just kind of, and there was all these opportunities. Sacramento is one of the teams that I think that one dropped by, by a game. Um, I think Golden State dropped by a game. Minnesota dropped, Memphis dropped, like Philly was at 49 and a half. Now it's at 47 and a half. So they kind of made them too high and then dropped when they realized, oh shit, there's too many good teams. But I, this feels like mid forties to me. All right. We all went over it. Uh, you, did you crunch Vesenkov tape over the summer or no? No. Bearded, into- <laughs> bearded first team all-star for you or second team all beard? I was just waiting for uh, George to play Mizzou first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
and we're on it. You seen him? I don't know what his game is. He's like this tall, kind of crafty, fills the lane. He's just like a classic. You can see that he was the EuroLeague MVP. I don't know if it's going to translate. I don't know. I, I wasn't able to figure it out. Clippers. Well, I'm, I'd be happy to get somebody good because recently I feel like these vets that come over. The Euro guys? Like Compazzo, I hated him within minutes. Yeah. Like, who's this There's this Mis- Mishich on uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, but these guys are better. These guys are better than some of these yeah. dudes that have come over. Fontenecchio, I'm like, what? Like, I actually just went to Illinois. Clippers, 45 and a half. They're minus 230 to make the playoffs, plus 196 not to, which is one of my favorite bets. No thanks. I have one rule. I'm not going to be wrong on the over with them. No way. I'll be wrong on the under. I will not be wrong on the over. Couldn't agree more. I mean, we're going to just jump right to it. Fuck these guys. They, they, <laughs> they don't care, so I don't care. And Ty Lue. Right. That's all, all I thought. It's like the most definitive of the 30 teams. I yeah. go, I don't care if I'm wrong, but I care if I'm wrong that I had hope. Very fair. They have probably the worst centers in the league. They have Russell Westbrook in a prominent position. And it's a team built around two guys who don't play that much. The Kawhi numbers are jarring. I like Plumlee against Jokic. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying. Just no, crunch the Plumlee tape. He gets okay. into it. He's excited. Last six years, Kawhi missed 73, 22, 15, 20, 82, and 30. Those are his missed game stats. Paul George, last four years, 24, 18, 51, and 26 missed games. It's a it's a bit like remember the Kyrie thing where he was barely playing like he played like once every ten games right. and everybody the in the business was season. like freaking out going how can he do this it's like actually yeah because he doesn't play all that often imagine being this fresh all the time yeah then Kawhi steps up in that Phoenix series before he gets hurt again and you're like oh my god is he gonna do this again yeah is Phoenix gonna lose because Kawhi's like going nuts right and then it becomes this compliment that you can go that long without playing I should it should be the other way around. Like, no shit, you look so fresh. Like, I could have taken House on my morning power walk today and you could have done 90 minutes. You'd be like, look at House, fucking walking around LA. Tomorrow you would have been like in a hospital bed, but today you could have done it. I am a hard under on this team and it's a possible lock. I think at the 45 and a half is ridiculous. And people are talking about George and Kawhi like it's 2020 and it's just not. And if they get there, great. But I'm not going to bet on that or pick it. A GM in the GM survey still picked them to win the West. Like some people cannot <laughs> quit this team. Also, their depth is like pretty overrated. Like Covington and Morris and remember last year at the beginning of the year, it's Batum? like oh, this is the most talented team in the league. Yeah, and you're like what? You, what? Those are below average players. I like at this Norman point. Powell a lot. Me too. I like Kenyon Martin. Going to look good on the Sixers. Batum, you know, it's still happening. I guess. Bones Highland. Eh. Like if we like if we went out for drinks with Bomber and Bomber's like, oh man, like I can have Harden. It's basically Powell and my own protected. Price. I wouldn't trade Powell straight up for James yeah, Harden. Yeah, yeah. Just so you know. Right. right. So we would shocked. be at the bar with them right. and be like, wait, Powell and an unprotected first? That's and they and they also want Terrence Mann. I'm like, I can tell them to fuck off. They have no other suitors. Like, that's ridiculous. Also, like, have you watched James Harden in the last 12 playoffs? I don't understand, like, because it keeps feeling like it's going to get done. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not. Well, because they have the new stadium next year. Okay, but they they don't want to be irrelevant. But but I love this. I love this new stadium thing. It's true. Hey, does this make any sense? 
Is there anything that makes sense here? Does it make sense to invest in him? Does it make sense like as a no. playoff guy? Like, but we're moving into a new stadium. Well, what does it mean if I'm moving into a new, new house? It's like you can't run ads and say we have our unprotected picks in 27, 28, and 29. <laughs> Clippers basketball. Come get it. You can't. It's like, look at James Harden, 2018 MVP. Kawhi Leonard, 2019 finals MVP. It's the Paul wrong George. way of doing business, though. I like, know, but just these because guys you're are... moving into a new arena, it's like, hey, if two guys aren't playing, this guy shits down his leg. <laughs> We literally just had this conversation about Phoenix, though. That's why Ishbia went out and this did what is, he did for. These guys have not proven Durant. they can play for nine months. Yeah, that's a joke. They just can't. I, look. It's a hard whatever you think of the Phoenix me. transactions. Under. It's nothing like potentially like, hey, if you wanted to grab Harden four years ago, I get it. I get it. Not for me, but I get it. If Doing they didn't have now, Westbrook, I would be like, all right, I kind of see it. Like he could. You be, do? You think? No, no, no. I it makes. I, I wouldn't do it either way. But it, but they also have Westbrook. Like, what's the point of putting Harden and Westbrook on a team together? That's insane. Comedy, and I'm here right. for it. So comedy wise, content wise, podcast wise, it's fin- it's phenomenal. I recommend it. I meant to ask you if you thought the Lakers would say fuck it and trade for Harden in February if it was like Russell and a contract and nothing else, like just like. Just, that, that well, that's not crazy. It's not crazy, right? That's not crazy. Because I was trying to think: is there any other Harden team? And that's like uh, that would be an interesting Lakers swing. Anyway, uh, I, by the way, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy because I just think the stars are really terrible GMs, and they'd be like, "Yeah." So right, they'd say, I, "Hey, LeBron, yeah. what do you think of Harden?" Be like, I love him. <laughs> right. It's one of my best friends. Like bucket getter. I was talking to my sister, uh, Asia Wilson, about her. Um, <laughs> We're going to take a break and then we're going to do the central division, which is fun for about two teams and then gets grim. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps. Full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best. 
like their Wood Barrel Bourbon Bar Soap and Lotion or their Bay Rum Deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. The Central, the biggest argument is the Milwaukee Bucks. They're over is 53 and a half. They're plus 380 to win the title. They're plus 175 for the conference, plus 165 for the one seed, minus 360 for the division. They added Dame Lillard. We don't need to rehash that. We did a lot of podcast content on all of our podcasts about it. I don't think this team is deep enough to be a mid-50s win team. And I say that because as I'm looking at their depth chart and I see guys like Conadin, Malik Beasley, one of the Anacumpo brothers, the kid who's the rookie they drafted, the number 38, the defensive whiz, Andre Jackson. Who, the UConn kid? Yeah. Yeah. Middleton's there, obviously, but um, I have no idea what he's come, what he's thinking from a health standpoint. Jay Crowder. I just think their perimeter defense is going to be bad, and I think it's going to cost them if you're just thinking of them in the context of can this team win like 56 games. So, House, for me, it's an under. I think the under is a little too high. I and I know they have Giannis on their team. Yeah, I agree. And it doesn't uh, really reflect on how I think about their ultimate fortunes. Um, they're not deep and the right thing for them to do. They're They're clearly good enough. To go win 50 games, are they? Yeah. Do, do they care enough to go win 55? Does it make sense? Are they going to have health, you know, uh, sufficient to go win 55? Right. I, I would. Brooke you know, Lopez is 35 years old. Middleton I mean, hasn't yeah. really been healthy in a couple of years now. It's not disrespectful to me to say that they're going to win 53 games, and that's under. I think it's really hard for a, a team that's going to be pretty strange defensively, where they have, like, real strengths in some spots. They have one of the two best players in the world. And then they have, like, this is a team that signed campaign and was super excited about it. Like, we got campaign. Cool. Um, I just don't see mid-50s for them. What do you have, Rosillo? I'm going to go over just because, look, you had four teams over 50 wins last year in the East. Yep. Uh, they clearly have the best chance to be the one or two seed besides Boston. And, you know, over the course of fact. So it's a conference in, bet? Yeah. Oh, I like this. There's... There's all this uncertainty in the West, but like even with the bottom of the East, when I was looking at the over-unders, I'm like, you know, like Orlando's a good example. I know we're going to get to it, but you're going like, yeah. I really want to give them almost 40 wins. Right. I'm like, can I find 40 wins for this team? Are they ready? Are they there yet? Sorry. So, Sorry, Srudy. You know, no. I started kind of looking at like Detroit in there and then Chicago. Like I started, this became a overplay for me because uh, a bunch of ones were, if it was like flip a coin, it was an under. Totally reasonable. Sucking up wins from the yeah. Chicago's and the Toronto's and the like. The Philly number's high. Like I can't believe it came out at forty nine and a half, and now it's forty seven and a half. It still it's seems high. Yeah. Right. Well, new coach Adrian Griffin. They got rid of Coach Bud. One of my favorite players of all time. I know. For the record, the defense. We'll see. I think it's going to be pretty rough, especially the Dame piece of it when people haven't watched him have to play real defense. And I like that he here. said his defense is actually a little overlooked. I mean, just one time. <laughs> Overlooked if you're trying to get 60? One time I'd like a guy to go. 
I'm I not can do good. better. Like, yeah, I'm, I can do I'm better. Just, I'm not good over I need there. help. Like I looked and then I had to put on my glasses. What's overlooked mean? Overlooked. I may like have how the wording last year. wrong, but it like was I just looked. basically like I don't get enough credit for like some of the stuff I do do. And we're like, well, you you don't. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard you. Do do. Yeah, right. you're an incredible offensive player. House, will this be Giannis's greatest year? 29 years old. Last five years, 29, 12, and six, 56% field goal. But now is playing with somebody who at least offensively is going to bring out a little extra for him. Defensively, he's not going to have Drew. He's probably going to take a bigger defensive burden. But offensively... Well, he'll be allowed to actually take a bigger defensive burden. I mean, remember that stuff with Bud, too? It's like, uh, why wouldn't you just throw this fucking freak Jimmy (laughs) Butler in a couple possessions just just to see what happens? Like, no, 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 no. No. Yeah, we can't no, disrupt can't. what we do. It's, it's only game 90. We got to save them. <laughs> save them for the last. And, and look, years. I'm not even saying it guaranteed like it was going to work. Chances are it'd be pretty shitty having the ball, putting it on the floor and being like, I got to go around this guy. So I don't know. I, What's Give me your highest Giannis season that's not crazy stat wise. So last five years, he averaged 29, 12, and six. Last year, he was 31 and 12. Like, is it crazy to think he's like a 33, 13, and 7 this year? Shooting none, like 57%? None of, that, none of that matters to me. I don't think he cares. I don't think he needs to take 22 shots I'm just game. trying to figure out how impactful he's going to be compared to the last five years we watched. Like, what is the Dame, bringing in the Dame agent to this, what does this do for him statistically? I think Dame's going to have so many secondary break threes that are wide open. Because I think yeah. that's one of the best parts of Giannis's game is getting going. And yeah. if he can't break through the wall, I'm not trying to be political, and kicks it out to Dame, like, you know, think of the other guys that have been taking those shots or missing some of them. I also think the biggest thing is, like, you kind of can see in your head Middleton getting into his offense. You can kind of see what Drew was or wasn't. Yeah. Like, as much as I'm excited about Drew yeah. on the Celtics, like, if he was the guy taking the second most shots in a playoff game then that may not be what you want by design. The fact that it's Lillard now, who we can just you can just envision him getting into all of this stuff. Uh I just think it raises their profile so much offensively. So I don't I don't have like I don't think it's hey now Giannis goes for 35. He could have his best season and still be lower in some of the traditional numbers. So what if he goes 29 but the assists go up by two assists and he gets four blocks a game or five blocks a game like those other areas where five bucks a game would be like historically good. I, Let's understand. give him three. Okay, three. <laughs> I was like, five's a lot. But but. So what if it's like 27 and 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like yeah, three yeah, blocks yeah, a game. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to work out the cognitive dissonance between this team winning 53 games, but him having, because I really love him for the MVP odds this season. I I've, a, I've almost Six voted him MVP each of the last two years. Like, I think he's the best kind of high favorite odd, six to one. And I like Booker for uh for the kind of the uh, long look, shot. As great as Jokic is, I feel like a bit of the belt conversation is a little dismissive he, to Giannis. Jokic doesn't well now that's fair, but Jokic wants no part of any of these conversations. Okay, but that's like for what we do, and I know it can be like the recency bias of all this stuff, obviously, right? But we're two rings removed from Giannis. I, I still think like this idea that there's no way like Giannis could recapture the belt. I think that's a mistake. I I oh. who's saying that? Yeah. I mean, Jokic has the belt right now. It's pretty definitive, but I think Giannis could grab it back this year. So belt availability is how many guys? Two? I think, I just think it's those two, honestly. 
I don't think Tatum is ready yet to be in that combo, and I don't really see anybody else. He has to, Tatum has to like push himself into it. We saw it for a bit the beginning of last and season. And I think Embiid giving up on that one. Not him, but just like. Not just, under these circumstances. The playoff performance now is, it's, it's not just a cold streak. This is kind of who you are. If it's, this is what the stats are and what the performance is year after year after year in the playoffs. This is kind of who you are. I mean, look, I, I've brought it up a couple of times, but like, I feel like Embiid in a weird way because people like him so much that he hasn't caught nearly as much shit as other guys. Well, there's always been somebody else to blame too. It's like Ben Simmons, James Harden. Thibel. The coaches of the two Eastern conference favorites are Joe Mazzola and Adrian Griffin. Just wanted to mention that it's wild card for this year. Cleveland Cavaliers, 50 and a half. And it seems jarring. It's like, man, that's high. Well, they won 51 last year. Well, the conference probably got a little worse. I uh, I don't even have a pick yet. I wrote under right now, but I might change my mind because have I haven't pick. decided. I haven't decided yet. I want to talk it out with you guys. Um, Struce, they added. Niang. Niang, the, winning, the winningest player of the 2020s. Most wins. They added uh, Mobley's brother. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. He's actually all right. I liked him in college. There's some Imani Bates. I can't believe how bad he was at the combine and then everybody loved him after. Yeah, there's some Imani Bates yeah. building. Um, I guess my first question is, hey, Evan Mobley. It's time. Let's let's see something. What do you got? So you're off the Duncan profile? I have a lot of stock. Let's go. Your grandkids are coming over being like, <laughs> Bill, we need to diversify this. It's like more program. AI, less Evan Mobley, more AI. Like, I know. Artificial intelligence is where is that? I, I know that Netscape was huge there for a little <laughs> while, buddy. Everyone else is buying crypto. I was buying Evan Mobley. Can you can you make a 25-footer? He He needs to... Develop something else that is a go-to offensively, and it still at times feels a little. Clunky. Are you just the now, center, and that's where you where you should be playing? Yeah. Did you get exposed in a two-center thing where you were trying to zag against somebody else? Look, those four guys, they're on-off stuff with Garland, with Mobley, with Allen, and yep. Mitchell was like one of the best groupings you'd yep. have. Uh, they were they were second point differential in the yep. East, and yet you're right. When I saw the fifty and a half. Despite winning 51 games last year, I, I just was like, I can't. I don't think I can. They started at 8-1 last year, House, 43-30 and 30 the rest of the way. So the case would be Garland and Moby are young. I think we both really like those guys as assets. And remember, as those guys missed time, though, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, could those guys make a little leap? What do you have, House? Um, they had... The expected wins based on their point differential was 55, which just feels insane. For a portion of the season, they led, you know, in point differential. And, the, you know, everybody, the smart folks all point to that as a real good indicator. And I there's a that, defensive backbone with them that, yes. um, you know, I just don't want to overreact because Mitchell had a bad Knicks series and Mobley was disappointing. And, yeah, this is that's the point, right? The Mitchell thing, I think, is easier to get over. but. 
they're the way that, but it, this really has more to do with the playoffs than the regular season. Yes. Right at this point, but like, yeah, after that Knicks series, I started thinking like, wait, is is the problem here that you have two people that don't need like yeah, you don't need to about defend. that a bunch? Yeah, yeah. the, the Mitchell Garland combo, like, do those two guys ultimately make sense if you're trying to win multiple playoff rounds? What else were you going to say, House? Just that they're built for a regular season success, and yeah. I think that they will come in with a with an idea, motivated to like get that bad Knicks taste out of their mouth and get out on with it. This is another team that I'll be looking at for that in-season tournament kind of thing, those odds. Because I just think they're kind of built for, for that. That that defense, um, you know, they showed us in the regular season, that's like a regular season kind of defense. So that's fine. And they have a couple moves that they can make. I really like the Strew signing, not what they paid for, but just for what he's going to bring to them because he's been in a lot of big games. He's a guy who can take over a quarter and just make like four threes out of nowhere. The big question for me is, Mitchell not staying there long-term is probably the worst-kept secret in the league. And if it's not the worst-kept, it's in the top three. So at what point does that does that put pressure on this season? And at what point did the Cavs kind of admit that that's how this is probably playing out? And does that change if they start out slow this year, the first? You know how this goes, especially with the information guys. Monday morning, you wake up, one of the information guys has a story to try to set the tone for the week that that then they can talk on all the TV shows about it. It's like, this is going to be Donovan Mitchell's last year in Cleveland. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay. Everyone does the podcast. We have all the TV shows about it. And it's like the 48-hour cycle. And I just feel like that's going to happen at some point with this team. And the biggest mistake you could be making is thinking you're like, okay, see with Durant. Because for Durant, even if you were holding out hope that you could keep him, which I'd still say you probably felt more positive about it back then than you would for Mitchell this year. Yeah. You're right. You're like, okay, if you're running the Cavs, like, can we let the asset walk for nothing, knowing what we gave up for it? Right. Or if we're doing that, like, are we preventing ourselves from a really deep Eastern Conference run? And it sits here today. Like, maybe it all comes together. Maybe Mobley has more offense. Maybe they figure out how to stagger the two centers. Because maybe the two center thing is why their point differential and all the regular season stats are so good with them. But when it comes to the playoffs, maybe it was just the Knicks part of it. But I know I kept thinking about that pairing going, this might be the problem that you have two guys that don't have to be defended. So he's got two years left, then player option. But his number is really low right now. It's 32.6, 34.8 next year. And it's going to be one of those things where he's going to sign an extension. It's going to be for a massive number because he has the OMBA stuff. And if that's not in motion in any way, then we're going to be on the clock with this. So who knows how it's going to go, but uh, that's the one thing that worries me. I'm going to go over because of the conference. I'm going to over as well. Okay. Um, I just think there's going to be one dopey over team. And I actually have a second one too that we'll get to in part three of the pod. Chicago Bulls, 37 and a half. No Lonzo this year. They are uh, plus 172 to make the playoffs. I think you can make a case they have the worst point guards in the league. Um, Zach Levine seemed like he was pretty available for most of the summer, but then he wasn't because the Bulls, there was no way they were trading him because they wanted a ton for him, but yet he was in a million stories. DeRozan's got an extension coming up. They took care of Vooch. Um, House, since 2016, 42 wins, 41, 27, 22, 22, 31, 46, 41. Not where you want to be in the middle. I, you root for a team that's been in the middle for uh, two-thirds of your life. Yeah, with a worse record year over year than, than, than that run. 
um, but they're in, in no man's land. They have a whole bunch of great trade assets. They didn't do it last year. Will this be the year? That's, 40 and 42 last year. Yeah. yeah, they held the fort for reasons that remain unclear. They're a little bit over the luxury tax right now, which is always a red flag for them because they've never paid it. And DeRozan is a stealth, sneaky trade candidate this year. Expiring contract. There's, I think he's somebody that could fit in with a lot of different teams. And uh, I, this is an under to me. I just don't think... I, there's just a, a couple other teams I like more in the East. So I'm going to under 37 and a half. House, you're under? I'm under. What are you, Rosillo? Definitely under. Okay. 40, what do we got here? 40 Four. and 46. Then remember two years ago was that weird, hot, hot start. Yeah. And then you were like. And 500 for like the last the, three months. The rest of the way. Yeah. And then there was more of a carryover. I just think they have a lot of pieces here that could be trade targets. So I would go under. They had, sometimes this happens with the NBA draft where they had prime spots in the draft, in the Kobe White draft and then the Patrick Williams draft. And they probably took the right players, but it was just kind of the wrong spots of the draft. They're like one late here and two late on, they just never, never hit that next piece. So Levine will be an interesting one to see if, uh, right. And Orlando has two market. of their picks too. So that, well, and that's the other thing they right. do the Vooch trade and, one of them was the Franz Wagner pick, and the other one was the Anthony Black pick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rough trade. All right. Not a lot to say about the Bulls. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Didn't bring a lot of Bulls takes. Not a team I plan on watching a ton of on League Pass. We always, Russell and I always talk about League Pass conservation. You're trying to, first two months especially, you're trying to learn as much as you can. I'm not going to learn anything from the Bulls. I know what they do. It's like Levine, DeRozan, Vooch. I get it. Yeah, I get it was it. a fun first half of the season two years ago, man. Yeah, that was that was fun. Like the, the place was rocking. You know, Saturday night game in Chicago, and then it was like, are they really this good? It was like, no, they're not. They're definitely going to beat Boston the first time they play Boston because it's just a team of guys who kill Boston. Vooch kills Porzingis. There's <laughs> like I'm just promising you, Chicago wins that first game. Pacers, 38 and a half. Had an iPad accident, so I had to go backwards. Last year, 35 and 47. Playoffs, plus 126. Is this the kind of frisky 42 and 40 Eastern Conference team that we grew up with as kids? You're goddamn right it is. That is exactly who this team is. <laughs> you've, you've personally rooted for seven teams like this. I rooted for this team last year. Fitting this kind of description. Halliburton played 56 games. So you're telling me I need four more wins with a full season at Halliburton? It's yeah. over. They were 28 and 28 with him. They yeah. were 22 and 18 to start the season. Yeah, they and were a frisky, weird they were team. Frisky. They had like a five seed next to him, and yeah. guys were like, man. And just when when I was like, I like this team anyway. I'm excited to see what Nemhard does and all this stuff. They go and they get Bruce Brown, who have loved forever, who they overpaid him, but it's fine. It was a short deal. And then Toppin, who it's just by rule has to haunt the Knicks fans at least five times next year. But I, <laughs> this is a weird roster. I We like Matherin. He gets to the line. What did he have, like six free throws a game last year or something like that? He's like this he just gets hybrid to the hoop offensive the player, just gets to the rim. Now, I would say it's a little alarming that ESPN's depth chart only has four starters, so I don't know if there's a rule change. <laughs> Get IT on that. And you like, you like Walker more than I do. I guess we'll see with Walker. I thought they took him a little high, but for what they need, they needed like 
you know, I, I a get, banger, right. fo- stretch four. Basically. I get how it could work because yeah. he's a big guy that can initiate a little bit more offense. I don't know how much they're ever going to let him put it on the floor and create on his own. But Matherin is is a real matchup problem for him. So yeah. I just I just look at the Halliburton numbers and go, odds are at his age, he's playing more than 56 games. Get me to 70 games. He's that's an all-NBA possibility that's guy. That's four more wins. He's he, a top 25 guy in the league. He's a world stage guy. We just went through yeah. this with Anthony Edwards. The other guy that impressed the shit out of everybody was Halliburton. Yeah. With good reason. I... Uh, this is a pretty easy over for me. There's something weird with their draft too. Um, oh no, they own all their picks. Okay. Um, yeah, easy over. And I think there's always one team when the conference is a little goofy like this, there's always one team that kind of jumps in and gets it. And this will be an interesting moment for Hal Burton because I think he was somebody then team USA experience. I think won over a lot of people too. Um, and I thought it was one of the best guys they had. I thought him and Reeves, like those guys jumped off the TV in those games. What's the best buddy heel trade for you, Rosilla? LeBron. Sarudi <laughs> so wants him in Orlando. For who? Suggs? I don't know. Sarudi's so like. He said yes to Suggs. Sarudi so said, if we get a shooter, look out. His exact words coming out of the elevator. He's coming in hot the pod today but it does seem like the buddy healed situation is weird but i i think they just want to play Matherin and want to see what they have with him and halberton together but you know they'll get one extra piece for him and mcconnell the Suns were going after him basically all summer but i think they if they want to roll the dice with Nemhard and try to trade mcconnell i think they would get something from McConnell. i would love mcconnell as a backup on my team yeah i wouldn't want him to be i think a starter, lot of people would yeah yeah I, I, he and tyus jones love those guys all right so we're all in on indiana over Detroit over under. This is our last team in the division. Their over under is 27 and a half. This is just a weird team. This is a top three weird. Holy mackerel. What's going on here with the, the Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey combo. They have four centers, Isaiah Stewart, Bagley, Jalen Dern, and uh, Wiseman. They have the other Thompson twin. They have Monty Morris, who all of us really like. They have the artist formerly known as Joe Harris. They have Killian Hayes. They re-signed Alec Burks and, and Kevin Bogdanovich. He actually had like a big Killian Hayes. Like I was like, whoa. Yeah. Look at this. Like one last push. Right. One final push. Like, no, we had seven guys behind that river and they're coming for you. Yeah. And uh, I was proud of Kevin for that one because I was like, shit, he's still... He's still trying to... Well, I'm, I'm I think Hayes is like... Isn't he still only like 22? I don't care. Yeah. Okay. You don't care. Well, they paid a ton for Monty Williams who coached his <sighs> son's team that the last two years like rolled over in the biggest possible spots. I, I just didn't understand that at all. I guess the question for me is... No, this, it's just simple. Like if you're sitting and you're an owner and you're like, hey, do we want to make Monty Williams the highest paid guy to ever do it? You'd probably be like, like I, I have a counter. A, I think that's a no. Yeah. Good for him. Great guy. Everybody likes him. This comes down to Cade. Is Cade a franchise player? I believe he will be. And I'm going over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just, I needed, I needed one of these teams down okay. there in the 20s. I needed to go over. Okay. See, I have other teams in that territory going over. So I think 27 wins, which is a 10-win improvement, is fine. And I'm fine with the under. This team was 17 and 65 last year. So this over would be 10 wins higher. Now, Cade didn't play most of the last year, and I they know. also were totally happy to tank. They got killed by the lottery. 
chilled because they, I mean, they had was, 17 wins. Oof. Yeah. They're, they go in thinking Wemby. They, I think they left with the fifth pick. Do they but need people, Wemby, though, with all their centers? I have a Thompson question for you. Sure. Is it possible they're just going to be fucking, like, awesome? Like, what are the... If you had to, like, rank the odds, like, awesome, really good, better than you think, eh, or oh, no, which one would you go with? Uh, man, they're so gifted physically, and they're huge. There's and been a lot of buzz about them, House. Right. Uh, both of them. And both of them are pretty good passers, and Amen's shot may, may be broken. So that's the thing I think that holds it back. I'd right. say better than you thought. It's the, the best one there. But like the way the way they get talked about, like yeah. there's a lot of smart guys that seem to go, hey, dude, right. they're going to be ridiculous. And right. I'm like, oh, because I just, it was hard for me to, to come to that conclusion with the stuff that I watched them playing last year. I'm going to change my pick. I want over for Detroit. <laughs> All in. Yeah. I'm, I'm over on Detroit. <laughs> oh my God. See, this is why I win every year because you guys get seduced by a team with four centers. Well, they were motivated. They really did try. They tried to get into the the Wemby stakes. And there's they have too many I like that players on their team. There's one player all of us hold out hope for, and it's a different player. <laughs> it's Marvin Bagley the third for Bill. It's Wiseman for <laughs> I think me. I gave up for Marvin. And it's it's Jonte Porter for Alex. <laughs> no, I like Beef Stew. <laughs> Give me Beef Stew. I love Isaiah Stewart. I was hoping I the Celtics would get him. Like I love. I'm looking at this roster. It's a. It's not. You know, if Cade is anything. The only reason I remember the beef stew thing is one of those many days where I was frustrated with hoops hype, where I was on the seventh link to a big stew <laughs> food drive that he was having. And I was like, can we get to a fucking rumor here? <laughs> it was like the sixth link in a row that he was coming out with some canned stew. Priscilla, it's just, you just need to buy hoops hype. Just take it over. Be like, wait, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> We're back to rumors. <laughs> I don't care that Oscar Krilenshkovitz <laughs> has been waived in Istanbul. The Celtics care. have high hopes for winning Gabriel. <laughs> that should not be the top story in Hoopside. Um, I'm going under, and I think you guys missed a crucial point with the Pistons. There's not a lot of bad teams. And at some point, we get to, there's like four teams who just look at each other and go, oh, wow, we could get the first pick in the draft. Let's just start fucking with this team and shutting some guys down. I also think Bogdanovich is a legitimate trade candidate. For sure. Especially if Thompson um, turns into anything initially. So I'm going under. All right. So to recap, for the Pacific, Suns 52 and a half. We all went under. Lakers 46 and a half. We all went over. Golden State 47 and a half. I went over. You guys went under. We were zagging against each other a lot in this one. Sacramento 44 and a half. All over. I was surprised by that. 45 and a half for the Clippers, all under. Milwaukee, 53 and a half. House and I went under. Rosillo went over. Cavs, 50 and a half. Rosillo under. House and I over. Bulls, 37 and a half. Under, under, under. Pacers, 38 and a half. Over, over, over. And then the Pistons, 27 and a half. I went under. You guys went over. And that is part two of the pod. Part three will be the most fun one because... All of our teams are involved, including House's Wizards. House texted me that he couldn't believe the over-under was only 23 and a half, and he already bet the over, and I can't wait to talk about it. Part three, produced by Steve Cerruti and Kyle Creighton, and we'll see you for part three. Wanna see them, wanna
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 